0: You're listening to Talk Dating to Me, presented by Refuge on Franklin, the best spot for date night in Chapel Hill. Welcome in to Talk Dating to Me. I'm your host, Ross Martin, alongside...
1: Sharon Levine, your other host.
0: And we are back. We took a three to four week hiatus. I was in Europe. I am back from Europe.
1: We apologize we didn't let you know in advance. It might have thrown you a little off guard, but we are back in full force.
0: Um... Yeah, so we have a, uh, another special guest today, Sam. What's up, Sam? Hey. Sam is Sharon's friend. Sharon, you want to introduce her?
1: Sam's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's my good friend. I've been wanting her to come on for a while, so I'm really glad she's here in the studio with us. Yeah.
0: We're running through Sharon's grad school friends. <laughs>
1: we're, <really no> <laughs> we're running who they through are. all of my grad school friends, <laughs> yes.
0: Um, we're here recording, and we have a packed show. We're going to get into kind of some of Sam's stuff. When I met her, she said she's been on five dates in seven days. <laughs> But I thought I was the same person, so it was a little bit less exciting. <laughs> but it's still something interesting to explore um, Five days with one person, seven days that's a lot. that's an interesting kind of strategy it's kind of a Ross bo-
1: it's like a Ross
0: mm, not story. The same person.
1: Mm? No, you're not the same person anymore
0: I'm saying I would never do that not with the same person
1: you'd I, never go on
0: five days and seven days
1: five days and seven days with the same person.
0: not why would I meet them I'd like to take a little breaky break
1: what if you really like them?
0: Just do like maybe. Five days over ten days. <laughs> Stretch it out. All right. Any questions about Europe?
1: I have lots of questions about <laughs> Europe. I, haven't, I literally have not seen Ross since he got back from Europe, um, what, a week ago?
0: I got back Thursday night. Um, great trip. Went to Dublin. Two nights in Dublin. Five nights in different parts of Croatia. Two nights in Slovenia. Two nights in uh, Budapest, Hungary. And then um, flew back through Russia. Russ. I got patted down in Budapest and Russia.
1: For, why? I
0: don't know. you look
1: suspicious? I
0: think okay. a, a male in his 30s traveled by himself.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk tall. about something else. Mm-hmm. Um, tall? You get discriminated tall, yeah. against I'll because you're tall? the
0: line in Russia. Was scary. Really? Yeah, like a 35-minute layover, too.
1: Um, tell us about your travels. What was the best part?
0: Croatia is really cool, beautiful area, uh, beautiful water. You awesome. sent me a expensive. picture of
1: like a really blue thing, like a really blue pond. Yeah, blue Tell yeah. us about that.
0: Uh, boat trip to these like caves that have really beautiful water and they let, like a little bit of light comes in and makes the, the lighting weird and how it reflects off the sand and the rocks and stuff. But Koresh is awesome. It's pretty Did expensive. Did you get to swim in it? We swam in the green cave, didn't swim in the blue cave, but we could take a boat into the blue cave. Very cool. All right. This isn't a Europe trip. This no, a Europe I have di- more.
1: I'm not done yet. I have more Europe questions. Um, tell us about the women that you met in Europe, Ross.
0: I uh, love Irish and English women. Why? You can speak in English with them. Because <laughs> you fr- know their
1: language, which makes sense. <laughs> and there's really
0: easy. fun. I mean, it's, I mean, it's probably the same thing with some American women, too, but they're there's really fun. They're open. And we met, we met tons of groups of girls and guys along the way. And um, it just, you know, everybody's on the vacation, everybody's traveling, uh, you're out. At night and stuff and i was with a really fun buddy who's a uh, similar mentality in terms of meeting people and and, and hanging out so that was awesome
1: did all you, right did you fall in love
0: uh no met some good women but um you know you're there like hey you can be here tomorrow like no i'm going to budapest it's like mm-hmm. never it's hard to kind of i made out like two chicks okay women two women, two women. all right <laughs> let's talk to this guy with sam uh in this first segment <laughs> Um, what's up, Sam?
1: So, Sam, let me yeah. let me preface this a little bit, if I can. We've talked a lot about dating and relationships over yeah. the past year, haven't we? <laughs> um, and you've For had sure. you've had a lot of experiences in both. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In the last calendar
2: year ended a two and a half year relationship with someone i lived with and was doing we lived together then we were long distance and we broke up long distance which has been a weird felt like the breakup took a lot longer in some ways just because like everything was moving in slow-mo from afar how long did y'all date uh like two and a half years
0: okay in boston
2: yeah okay you have uh, a
0: very like, uh, <laughs>
2: she's,
1: like a, she's a yoga teacher
0: you have like a very soothing almost like a sex line voice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of good for a big podcast.
2: <laughs>
1: You're like hired. Full-time.
2: Third host, Thanks, guys. That like, um, so, was good. I teach yoga locally, so I feel like this is just my Shavasana voice. But <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so I we broke up like seven months ago, and I feel like I took about three or four weeks after that breakup before like starting to fish the online waters. Um so yeah, then in the last six months, I feel like I've been online dating and it's been an adventure.
0: Three, three to four weeks seems pretty quick, but it sounds like you were emotionally pretty done with the relationship.
2: Yeah, it was like a Psy- slow psychology. Yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like a slow breakup. For I feel like for months leading on to br- leading right. up to breaking up, I was really fighting a lot of internal like friction. Like, is this just the work of relationship, or is this like? not the relationship for me and I was getting a lot of messaging from the other person that and I feel like we get a lot of messaging from society that relationships are supposed to be a lot of work and a lot of effort and it just felt like the work was all of it for a long enough time that Hmm. by the time we broke up I I feel bad saying this but it was just like such a relief to have like the space back in my mind and my life for myself and what I needed and I think because of that I had been like processing the breakup for months leading up to actually Pulling the trigger. That makes sense. Wrong and I distance. imagine
1: yeah. also it was kind of compounded by your transition to a new place yeah, and a, yeah, a new yeah. graduate program and lots of new people Definitely. who you had to get to know and become close with. It's
0: like you moved on to like a whole new beginnings and you were still in Boston and you were kind of done with that phase in your life.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely. It's good to have. And I feel like it's both made it easier and harder at the same time because you feel like your life looks so much different. Like I lived with this person they were really involved in my life in so many ways. And by the time we broke up, like we had such separate lives that I feel Mm -hmm. like there's less of that. Like when you break up with someone and they live in the same town and you see them when you're out, like you just don't see that person anymore um, in a way that I feel like, helps with closure, but also hurts closure because we never got to talk in person after we broke really? up. Really? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Like text. So we broke up via like FaceTime because Modern <laughs> World um, and it wasn't going to, and he was like, I'll fly there. We can talk about this in person. Mm-hmm. And at that point that just felt wrong. Like I knew where I was with it and I didn't want him to like spend money flying right. to where I was just to talk in person. But then. Months just kept going by, and we stayed kind of in touch for a little while, and it was confusing. And we would text, and we would Facetime, and we went through a period where it was like, eh, maybe we're getting yeah. back together, and then just, yeah, long distance it. it's challenging, right? Sure, it is. Yeah, it's I, hard. Yeah, I don't know. Some people are successful heard. It,
0: but like, man, do it more longer than a year. I think, especially like our ages. how old are you?
1: Uh twenty-five.
0: Oh, young.
2: Yeah. To.
1: Young with the Take soul of, of a what, Sam? have to be young friends. <laughs> Forty-four. have
0: to be young friends, Sharon. Sharon's old.
1: I.
2: Sharon is. Thirty-two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Recently thirty-two. Um. Yeah, I feel like twenty-five going on forty has been my spirit Jeez. for a long time.
1: <laughs> I could see that.
0: Um. Okay, cool. We're going to end the first segment there, and then we'll get into these kind of your um, journey into online dating, yeah. following that long distance relationship. Um, first, we want to talk about Refuge, our sponsor. They are the bar on Franklin Street in the Franklin Hotel, Refuge Bar. Great craft cocktails and great little small plates. Cher and I have been going there now for almost half a year, I imagine, since the podcast started. We appreciate them sponsoring us. It's right on Franklin Street. Convenient to other bars, too. So You can start off at Refuge or, or in there and great bartenders. So definitely get a cocktail on the patio or inside at the bar at Refuge Bar. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Talk Dating to Me, made possible by Refuge on Franklin. Serving Balanced Craft cocktails and satisfying small plates in the ground floor of the Franklin Hotel.
1: And we are back to Talk Dating to Me. We have Sam here. And Sam, you shared a little bit about the end of a long relationship for you and kind of some space that you needed to take after that before your transition into online dating. And now we would like to hear a little bit more about that transition. What has that looked like from you from the very beginning, from the first swipe to the seven dates you went on this past week i want to i want to hear about it all um yeah From yeah the first, one. <laughs> For
2: the first one. i don't know that i remember the first way <laughs> um but yeah i feel like right after breakup i maybe took a couple weeks but surprisingly quickly like just wanted to be kind of back out there and seeing what else was out there with no rush to like get back and i still don't know where i'm at with whether or not i want to be in a exclusive monogamous relationship with someone and all that jazz. But um, I just wanted to like put myself back out there and start right. meeting people. Um, I've only been even in Chapel Hill a year. So I kind of approached it from this mentality of like best case friends, best case friends and more than friends. Yeah, like, absolutely. Wasn't a, the worst case scenario was like go on a date, be bored, leave. Um, and which will happen. Which will happen. Many times, <laughs> yes. Um, but for the most part, just wanted to like – meet more people here outside of grad school which can be a really kind of yeah. fun but insular environment um so yeah so I started swiping but was so surprised like the rate of people I was swiping on to just like connect with someone or
1: um Wait, you were surprised by how much you liked what you were seeing is that no. what you're saying no okay what was it so Opposite. like how much I feel like how
2: many people I was just swiping left on it took a toll on me at first like I I felt so judgy. Or what was critical. your app that you
1: jumped onto? Bumble First, Bumble was number one. love okay. Bumble.
0: Um, I got back on Tinder. You did? That is wild.
1: Tinder, like, it's too much for me. I was
0: off it for like years. Wow.
1: I always thought Tinder had a really bad rep. I, it, it just was, has it a does. bad vibe. But you find out there's, I didn't think so. there's
0: people that are only, only on Tinder.
1: So that like, are what?
0: Only on Tinder. Yeah. So like, there's a certain people like you don't see on Bumble.
1: I know. That's and why I got a Tinder. Yeah, the different wild. apps do have, it's a lot of overlap, but there are some different people. Some yeah. so don't
0: have, the other ones only do one, yeah. so you're missing out on the one.
1: And I feel like Tinder is like the popular
2: one that came about first, so more people know of it. So mm-hmm. if you're only on one app, you're probably just on Tinder. And then there's like the people who are on every other Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: it was your intention to like to get out there and just meet people or like to hook up and like live, like be like, I'm an independent woman. I just got a relationship. I'm in grad school. I'm
2: well, I feel like even as a person in a relationship, what you just said has always been my mentality of like, I'm an independent woman. And then it was like,
1: yes, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what like, I meant, but like, yeah.
0: like the freedom of like, man, I'm gonna sow my wild oats a little bit. You can, you you're can gonna no. what
1: what you, did you say Sow my wild
0: oats Sow
2: my wild saying it's a saying but i don't love that saying because it implies it that to it's men. gonna end at some point and i just feel like you don't have to sow them right like they're like your oats can always be wild like, i don't understand it's
0: like what men do before they get married they like they sell their you oats just, like, so, have
2: sex with a bunch of people. Uh, what does that
1: have to do with oats? You, it's
0: a of expression. Do you know what expressions do? They don't necessarily mean like literally <laughs> it's sowing. It's
1: like an idiom? Um, yeah, sowing yeah, means yeah, like yeah, planting. I've just never heard of it. Okay. You're just going to
2: like... Google it. I think it has to do with like men spreading their seed, etc. So. Oh, okay.
1: You're like, yeah, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, okay. uh, I spent my 20s sowing my wild oats, now I'm ready yeah. to settle down. Like, that's yeah. the like my buddy said that before we got married.
1: Yeah. All right. Learn something. So
2: of I think I wanted to like get out there and just meet different people I knew that the relationship I was had been in didn't feel right for a couple of reasons and I wanted some more exposure to just like different people and different styles of dating different styles of intimacy and I feel like I still feel that way and I don't know that I am sowing wild oats just in that I don't know that I have the intention to settle down in the future um after being in monogamy and just kind of feeling I like that, next. Um, <laughs> that I'm not so sure that the conventional definitions of monogamy really make sense to me anymore. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I've just been meeting different people and trying to figure out like more about what makes, I know what I want and what I need, but more about that kind of like what makes someone a good partner if I were to consider yeah. just being Very. with a single person.
0: Very deep and considerate.
2: It's
0: a very psychological answer. Psycho-
1: psychological. psychological? Psychological. Psychological. Look it up. Cool. Google that.
0: Um, so what was your first impressions of, like, I mean, obviously this was a new world to you. Yeah. What was your kind of first impressions of online dating, whether, whether from just, like, the initial on-your-phone type stuff versus, like, dates? And, like, obviously there's going to be some weird stuff yeah. initially.
2: I, I was weirded out a little bit at first from fake profiles. I think that threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting so much just, like... Like there's this one profile on Tinder that comes up for me like twice a day. <laughs> which
1: I bet if you told me which what it was, really I would remember.
2: Yeah, I feel like especially for like women on apps, there's like a couple and my roommate and I have talked about this. Like we see the same two or three like probably fake profiles. Interesting. What's their what's their purpose? I for I fake? don't some of them Data? are like, Yeah, <laughs> probably not. I think I would hope that, but some of them are like Things that will ask you for money and like scams. That happens so, a lot on the guys. I doesn't get,
0: it? you get girls who say, Follow me on Snapchat or Instagram. Uh, and no, you follow them. them. You're like, Damn, this girl's like hot. I'm going to follow this girl. And they message you and they, they're cam girls. Mm. to try to get you to go to their website and pay for mm. sex viewage. I don't I say, No.
1: Uh, you say no, good I job. I go, not. I'm
0: not paying for it.
2: And there's a lot of like that one picture of the suit that circulates, especially around Tinder. I'm sure that you've seen it. And it's like, it's probably just been on there for years. There's no face. That's like a generic BDSM profile that oh, comes I, up with. Yes. <laughs> I think Jeez. I do remember that. Yeah, there's some weird t- ones. Give me a suit. And there's also, a it's just like a suit with no face in it. And oh. everyone, I think, uses the same photo that's doing like confidential BDSM hookup stuff. So I think stuff that. BDSM
0: for our listeners.
2: What is the actual definition of it? Uh, it's like bondage. Dom- bondage, domination,
0: domi- sa- sa- sadistic.
2: Masi- <laughs> no, Sexual na- masochism. <laughs> yeah, something uh-huh.
0: like that. <laughs> <J. M>. Choward, <laughs> Google it? it,
2: Ross. <laughs> Took a hard laugh. That's oh. a
0: variety of often erotic practices involving role-playing. You know what it is. Bondage, discipline, dominance, mm. submission, and sadomasochism.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a
0: picture of a girl with a choker with a chain oh. thing to it. Oh, uh-huh. jeez.
2: So, that was quite a detour. But I think all of that to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just surprised by how much was out there. And I was doing a lot of swipes. I think the number I'd said before was like felt like I was swiping about two thousand times just to swipe right on someone that I yeah. like, actually oh God, was I... intrigued in or intrigued with um, and to match with. And then starting a lot of conversations that I felt like I was just ghosting a lot of people, like you'd get a couple of messages in and just be like, damn, I'm so bored. Like
1: it's hard to capture my interest via,
2: I think, text message And then
1: by that point also, you had swiped on 2000 people (laughs) and so you're so hopeful for this person that you finally swiped right and matched with. And it's such a emotional, Let down. Yeah. It is. It's up and down, up and down. Um definitely
0: you realize that there's just, like so many people out there. I mean we live in a bubble here in Chapel Hill. You all are even more in a bubble in grad school. For sure. And you like get on an app, you're like, damn, there's all these people in like all these surrounding counties and people with different backgrounds and it just opens your mind. Yeah. And even even within the dating app there's a bubble, so it's kinda of interesting there
2: and it's hard to know like what to swipe right on. I find that medium so fascinating of like obviously there's the basic like you have a couple photos, are you generically attracted mm-hmm. to this person? But like to actually screen for things that like I was saying, like I've been doing so much reflecting on like if I was going to be in a relationship again, what would it need to look like and yeah. what would I want from a partner and I think most of these platforms, like Bumble and Tinder, don't really give you any data to make those
1: decisions. It's funny, though, because they give you a lot more than they used to. We've talked about this on our show. Well, even Bumble asks, like,
0: Um, You can set up, like, uh, filters, essentially.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Though, when I set on filters, I run out of people so quickly, and I think that's the shift. we're
0: in a smaller area. Yeah. Yeah.
2: From, like, being in a place like Boston, where there were so many people that were, like, single and career-focused in their 20s and 30s. Ivy Leagues. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many schools and young, single people who, like had chosen for one reason or another not to couple young and I think that's also just a cultural shift that I've been getting used to of how many more people are like on apps explicitly looking for a wife which isn't something that lands with me particularly at this point in my life like a, just a different cultural perspective on like I'm 25 26 I want to be getting married which to me
1: ah! is like an <laughs> um, <laughs> I, we... it
0: just shows you that like even here, there's like a lot, a lot of people to our age are like already married and have kids, already dating versus yeah. up there. Like yeah. New York's got to be unreal.
1: New yeah. York, San Francisco. For sure. All
0: right, Adrie, Sharon.
1: Yeah, we're gonna um, <laughs> shout out. We're gonna come back to that, Sam. We're gonna shout out to to Refuge real quick. We are so thankful to have their sponsorship. If you haven't gotten out there yet, Sam's been out there with me. Do you remember? Yeah, it was amazing. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell us about your Refuge experience I, briefly?
2: Well, it was an amazing date because you were there, but I also just remember, they had such good bourbon-based cocktails, which I'm yeah, they a did. sucker for. Um, and I remember mm. that Sharon introduced me. What was that that drink that had? It's the, the... coffee in it. Oh, Espresso yeah. liqueur. It's the Irish coffee yeah. dessert drink. So it's like coffee, which is one of my favorite things, and then yummy alcohol and like the dreamiest whipped cream
1: a cloud found. of whipped cream oh, so good yeah so good. well thank you sam yeah. that's a great shout out <laughs> and um head out to refuge on franklin if you haven't already we'll be back in just a second
0: welcome back to talk dating to me made possible by refuge on franklin serving balanced craft cocktails and satisfying small plates in the ground floor of the franklin hotel Okay, we are back on Talk Dating to Me. We have a little bit of time left here with Sam. I want to thank Sam for coming in, and we're going to kind of end it with um, a question. What have you learned in the last, what, six or so months um, on, on, on online dating or about yourself?
2: Um, I feel like this might be a cheesy answer, but I just think what's really stood out to me is just like staying authentic to yourself. It can get really overwhelming, like all of the people that are out there trying to make yourself fit with different people and getting overwhelmed. But I think just figuring out a way to stay really authentic to like, does this person interest me? Does this person make me feel good? And if the answer is no, like there's so many other people out there just like yeah love yourself hang out with your friends enjoy life kind of goes oh, back I to what
0: we said about how i mean if they don't if they don't like you if it's like trouble to get kind of get them to yeah. like you then like yeah. they don't like you and that's okay
1: yeah what, what's
0: your thing your friend said or something
1: oh ah, oh what was it um the best piece of dating advice i've ever received is if A guy likes you, you'll know it. If he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. Yeah.
0: And we'll end it there. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Talk Dating to Me, presented by Refuge on Franklin, the best place for date night in Chapel Hill. Follow them on Instagram, Refuge on Franklin.